Hey guys, welcome to episode 73 of a Wrestling Gal podcast, providing you with the female perspective on all things wrestling. Join me, your host and wrestling enthusiast, Ella J, as today I am joined for a great round two with the glamour, Mariah May. Now let's chat! Hello, everybody. Today, I am joined by the glamour Mariah May. So how are you doing today? Hey, I'm really good. How are you? Thanks so much for having me again. Of course. I'm excited to be chatting with you. It's a beautiful day, so I can't complain much here. Oh, well, it's actually raining over here. The sky is literally gray and cloudy. It's like typical British weather. Well, we're getting closer to fall. So, I mean, I'd rather have rain than like extreme humidity, but maybe that's just me. No, I agree because I live in the UK. And as much as I love hot weather, I love the sun and stuff. Mm -hmm. And also for like uh, photo shoots and things like that, natural lighting's the best. But it's so hot, and in the UK, like, not a lot of places have aircon because we don't get that much hot weather. So when it is hot, we don't know how to deal with it. Oh, my gosh. Are you serious? (laughs) Yeah. Like, uh, so I've been doing a little bit of work, obviously, during the pandemic. Yeah. um, A little bit of work here and there. And when I'm going to the office, the office has aircon, so I'm, like loving it but when I get home my room is like so hot and also yeah and I stream every pretty much every night on Twitch and like it's so hot and all my equipment's set up in my room and also you have to think as well like lighting and all the machines and stuff it does make your room hot anyway and it's so hot and then also like to make it even worse the house next door to me has a wasp nest on the side what the? so I can't <laughs> I can't open my window because I'm like I don't want to die because I was doing a stream once and it was it was nighttime and I had the window slightly ajar a wasp flew in literally <gasps> I still got it because it's on my YouTube because I always put them onto YouTube afterwards and I had to watch it back and it's so funny like literally an army like like a few little flies and a wasp just fly through like a little squad and like you just hear me scream and then like the brb goes on and i had to get i mean i don't like to kill bugs i try to catch them and like get rid of them Mm -hmm. but because i was live and stuff i had to get my boyfriend danny and i was like dad help and he like got the hoover and like tried to hoover it up oh my god it was so stressful i make a little (sighs) guest appearance (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no Oh my god. Now how else have you stayed occupied during quarantine besides streaming and working? Oh well I've just been trying to grow my brand as much as possible which mm-hmm. as a wrestler you think well you can't wrestle how can you like grow your brand because yeah. the primary thing you do is wrestle right but there are other things you can work on so like for me I've just been studying a lot of wrestling practicing my promos Ooh. practicing my entrance my character how can I evolve it and change it I got new gear or quite a lot of new wrestling gear actually um just working on things to kind of move it forward as much as possible without the actual wrestling part I've been working out a lot like I'm bulking at the moment because I'm trying to put on size so Mm -hmm. that's taken a lot of time and it's good because I've actually had the extra time because for me 
putting on weight it's been a massive struggle and it's something that I've like mm-hmm. researched and researched and I've tried a million different things and I've been making progress slowly but having this extra time to really sit down and work on things and be at home and be able to cook because normally I'm at work or I'm on the road mm-hmm. or I'm traveling and it's like you know it's, it's harder to eat and you know you just heat up like you make food and you heat it up but it's not as nice as fresh food um so I've had that luxury I suppose and then other than that yeah I've just been growing my brand I've been doing Twitch a lot which is really cool because it's you can build your community mm-hmm. and interact with them doing a lot of YouTube uh, quite a lot of YouTube actually I think I've done like a hundred videos or something over lockdown alone mm-hmm. but um yeah just trying to grow my brand and and keep things moving forward where possible and try and think outside the box and think okay well you know how can I make things happen outside of wrestling? How can I get my name out there, build my community, build my brand? And then, you know, when wrestling comes back, because I've been doing all this groundwork, hopefully I'll be ready for it. <laughs> hopefully I'll be ready for it and be able to jump back in and, and show everyone all the things that I've improved on and changed because uh, I've been working hard on it. So I'm really excited for when it when it does come back. Now, you talk about studying wrestling. Now, who specifically or what specifically have you been watching in your free time to study and learn some more? So I used to only watch, I mean, maybe my favorite women's wrestlers, maybe Trish, Mickey, Sasha. Like, I used to be pretty stern. Like, not stern. Like, it was like subconscious. I didn't mean to do it. I would just be like, oh, like, you know, watching that. Bias, yeah. Yeah, and it was actually my partner, Dan, who was like, you know, you need to think outside the box. And, you know, these women are fantastic, but it's not just, one, it's not just women you can learn from. You know, you can learn from anyone, and it's not just WWE you can learn from. You can learn from a ton of different mm-hmm. wrestling. So I've been watching a lot of Stardom, New Japan, uh, a lot of different stuff. And I actually... Love those. Yeah, and I think it's like, you know, obviously because I grew up watching WWE and that's always been like my dream. Like, I want to be a WWE superstar, which, you know, definitely in the future is still something I want to do. But you can definitely learn from different styles and every promotion kind of has their own way of working and way of entertaining the crowd and for me it's been really cool to just watch a range of different things so it's definitely what I've been doing is going back and watching some of the older WWE stuff I've been watching the New Japan stuff stardom uh stardom mm-hmm. especially I've been loving that's one of my goals anyway but um yeah just watching a range of different things and what I always like to do actually is ask on Twitter and Instagram and say hey guys like suggest some matches for me to watch and it's always ah. interesting to see because that's what fans like so what mm-hmm. what better to study than something that fans enjoyed because you want to learn because that's what you want ultimately the mm-hmm. best wrestlers you entertain the crowd you tell a story that is that's wrestling and so what the fans suggest is probably going to be what you want to watch because that's something that's stuck with the fans is in their mind that's something that they remember so I always normally I, I go onto Instagram and Twitter and I say like guys what should I watch and then for me it's fun because it's something completely different and almost like a little surprise in a way and mm-hmm. and I get a real variety like I get a real like, <laughs> mixed bag but it's kind of cool to spend the day just like cycling through exactly mm-hmm. different things and then you you know you what you know like I said, everything has a different style. And especially when you watch older matches to now, like the way wrestling is changes so much. And, you know, you just go through this real mixed bag and you can pick little things up here and there and make it your own. And, and it really just teaches you so much about storytelling. So I've been through pretty much like cycling <laughs> through a real mixed bag. But I think that's the best way to, to learn and also just to enjoy wrestling because you you're watching so much different stuff. Now, speaking of stardom and New Japan, do you think that you will ever incorporate some strong style into your repertoire once you do return to wrestling? If I go to stardom, definitely. If I, if I learn yeah. that style and get to train, 
Uh, that's de- I mean that's definitely one of my goals it's something that I really want to happen I mean I, I feel ready for it but it depends when it happens in my yeah. career that's something mm-hmm. I definitely want to do and then I would be able to incorporate it because I think you can watch it and I guess you can you know you can watch something and you can mm-hmm. I, I suppose do it but I think the best way isn't just from watching it and trying to replicate it's from actually going there True. learning mm-hmm. it training day in day out and then you can do it authentically think that's probably the best way but um, we'll see what the future holds but definitely that's in my plans now you talk about too that you've been doing a lot of streaming and youtube and twitch but on the topic of video games what were some of your favorite video games growing up i know you're huge right now on animal crossing and like (laughs) sims but like what were your favorites growing up oh god i mean i played so much different stuff i mean i obviously <laughs> loved animal crossing and Sims. Yeah. i mean when i was a kid i had and i can't remember exactly which console it is but i had a pink slimline i want to say ps2 mm-hmm. i feel like it was a ps2 it was whichever one had like the pink slimline version which is like the most mariah thing i've ever known in my life but of course <laughs> i had a pink slimline mm-hmm. playstation but, it's um, on brand so it's that's very good. on point <laughs> um but i used to play at simpsons hit and run which was just like my apps i don't know if you've ever heard of it it's such a funny game i have it's, it but it sounds fun oh my god like i mean I'm, i hope you listeners will know it it's just such a silly <laughs> game like you just drive around in cars and like hit people which sounds horrendous oh so like... it's kind of like grand theft auto it is but like simpsons version of it yeah <laughs> and um and i didn't even like the simpsons that much growing up so it's like weird that i just was obsessed with that i loved that i loved um what's it called uh like tony hawk skater games i played them mm-hmm. a lot i played sims a lot and then i used to play all the wrestling games obviously mm-hmm. uh with my brothers and stuff like that we used to always play it and i remember there was one on the wii and like you used to yes. you know obviously the wii yep. you like I had the, the motion yeah yeah and i actually loved that as a kid which i'd love to play it again now that i'm older i'd love to like re- like the best thing i found now and i don't know if it's because i'm like a streamer that i'm becoming super nerdy but i'm like i want to play all my old games again and like mm-hmm. um you know i really want to revisit these things but yeah i used to play all the wrestling games i even had them on the ds which i can't imagine would have been that comprehensive but I used to have that and honestly I went through the other day I was cleaning out um some of the storage because my mom's always like to me like Mariah like my whole house is just filled with all your old stuff like you need to go through it and I'm like I don't throw things away like very sentimental Mm -hmm. I will not throw things away and I went through and I opened this cupboard and literally top to bottom is just filled with DS games Mm -hmm. like so many like Nintendogs my sims like all all the Mario Kart all the Mario Bros, everything, like all these games. And I'm just like, what? Like how on earth? And I was like, you used to be obsessed every Christmas. You'd be like, I just want some DS games. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I played a lot of stuff. Like I don't think I had anything in particular. I just, a big variety of games when I was growing up and I still have them. So hopefully I can get some of the consoles work. Oh, and obviously Pokemon. How can we forget oh, Pokemon? Yeah. The best. <laughs> but yeah, Pokemon was something I just always played. It was always just so good, but yeah, a real, real mixed bag. Again, a real mixed bag. <laughs> I keep <laughs> Nothing it wrong with that. You have variety. <laughs> That's all that matters. <laughs> now, with those wrestling games, who were your go-to characters you would love to play as? So, like, I, as a child, thought I was John Cena. So, I always... <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be John Cena. I mean, I still want to be John Cena. But, like... I always played as John Cena and then as well like I kind of figured it out as I was playing it that the Undertaker had the best stats so true 
whenever I play my brothers, I straight away, like, quickly pick, like, Undertaker or something, just because, like, I wanted to win. But yeah, normally John Cena or The Undertaker were probably my go-tos. Now, I know me and you are also big supporters of the legendary Mickey James, who you kind yes. of mentioned earlier. So can you tell me your thoughts on her recent return to the ring? How excited were you? Oh, my gosh. Like, I am living for Mickey James. <laughs> she needs to become champion. I've had enough. No. Of, of, like, I, like, I mean, I get it. Like, she's a vet. Like, she can bring so much to storylines mm-hmm. that don't have the championship in it because she's so good at the character side and telling a story that she almost doesn't need the belt. Like, any storyline she's in would be interesting. But for me, I think she could bring a whole different dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think she's fantastic. Like, I was actually watching, I mean, I've already said this, but I was watching some of her old stuff. And I think at a time when women weren't really given a lot of time to tell stories and stuff, mm-hmm. she did such a good job at that. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. And she still has that. Like, so now it's like, you know, when you always say, like, oh, I'd love to see this wrestler in today's generation mm-hmm. and give them the time and give them the opportunities. Like, I want to see that from Mickey because she's so good at wrestling, but she's so good at telling stories. And stories are the things that the fans you know that's what you buy into especially kids like they want the stories that's what Mm -hmm. they they feel the emotion for so I would love to see her as as champion personally um we'll see how things play out I'd really like to see her as champion I think it would be amazing just give us one more run give us number seven (laughs) so she can tie Trish and like literally I will be happy then Trish can come back and they can have this feud for the last Mm -hmm. like who's gonna get number Mm -hmm. eight Oh, that's true. I would love to see that. I know Mickey, too, like you said, like Mickey wants like an actual story. When I had her on my podcast, we were talking about how she just wants to have that great invested story, not just something that like a throwaway match, like have the audience invested in it. And storytelling is so important. I feel like sometimes they kind of like look over that and just throw people together. So I definitely want an intriguing story for her. Yeah, I think she deserves that kind of lengthy program as well because I mean this is the thing with Mickey anything she does for me I I find it interesting even these kind of throwaway Mm -hmm. matches she finds a way to kind of make something memorable and tell a story Mm -hmm. and get you engaged I mean and and when you look at the reaction on social media everyone was like we want more from Mickey like so she managed in in that short three minutes or whatever it was to get everyone to be like oh my god but we want more we want more so Mm -hmm. she's done her job in like three minutes and of course her legacy as well speaks for itself but yeah I would really like to see her and like the Sasha and Bailey storyline for example I absolutely love it I love how Mm -hmm. long it's taking I love that they're finding so many different unique ways to end matches to put like a dynamic in about you know Bailey tapped and Sasha didn't and all these different things like with Sasha losing her belt and then losing the next belt and and Bailey's still champion and all these different ways over the past few months they've done so many creative things Mm -hmm. and I don't know how much of that is the girls ideas or or the team or collaboration but you can tell how much everyone is enjoying it and really getting stuck into it and coming up with different stuff and as well Sasha and Bailey are so good at wrestling and all the matches they've had have been so good to watch but I would like to see Mickey James in that kind of scenario where it's like a long running thing across months of programming and a couple of pay-per-views where we really get to see her get her teeth stuck into something and and have some storylines like that so I really want to see I mean just give her the championship (laughs) I know that's all I want just give us number seven and then go on even even if it doesn't happen with Trish just give us number seven let her have that moment like she's been back for like almost four years now so do something it's crazy that time flies that's crazy when you put it like that I know yeah Yeah, no November will be four years so yeah which is crazy (laughs) yeah I would like to see her as champion but we'll see 
Yeah. Now, switching gears here a little bit, I know, too, you spent some time working in theater and you were actually scouted to do some acting. So can you tell me more about what gigs or shows you did in acting specifically? Yeah. So I actually did a lot of theater. Uh, that was kind of like my vibe. I did a lot of mm-hmm. theatre, um, which really helps with wrestling because with theatre, you know, it, it's almost like the same thing as wrestling. You're mm-hmm. in, in the round, you're performing out to all these people rather than like TV, which is very intimate and quite like, which would obviously be helpful, but it's it's not the same kind of showmanship, mm-hmm. I guess, as theatre. I did a lot of different stuff. I did like Sweeney Todd. Ooh. I did Dark of the Moon. I did like a ton of different mm-hmm. plays. That were, and you know what? I actually was thinking about it the other day because I found some old photos and stuff from it. And I kind of thought, oh, I really do miss it. And it was actually something, I think about a year ago, I did want to dip back into whilst I was doing the wrestling. Mm-hmm. I think I had just quit my job. And so I had that luxury of having a little bit more free time. And I was like, oh, I kind of want to dip back in. But the problem is with theatre, you you tour or you're you know you're rehearsing pretty much every night exactly Mm -hmm. and I just wouldn't have been able to do wrestling how I do at the moment I would have to quit wrestling for six months which you know wrestling is my priority it's my number one that's what Mm -hmm. I want to do so it was really like oh I would love to just dip my toes back in and just do it a little bit because it's it's super helpful for wrestling and it's also really fun the whole atmosphere of it it's kind of like wrestling like you're all backstage you're in your costumes ready to go out and stuff but yeah I did it I did a mixture of stuff and it's definitely something I want to do in the future but would have to accommodate wrestling which is kind of difficult Mm -hmm. now what would you say was like the most difficult part or instance during your time in acting what was the most difficult part for you if there were any oh it was always tough but like one is finding work is really difficult like with acting it's I mean I hate to say it but I, I do feel like it's who you know not how good mm-hmm. you are sometimes yeah these things. and you, know, sure. you, do, you do hear these fairy tale stories of like people who just get noticed because they look a certain way or they just get scouted but for the most part that doesn't really happen it doesn't matter how good you are how hard you work sometimes Mm -hmm. you just need to know the right person I think with a lot of entertainment that is the case it's like who do you know that can have that conversation who can get you in the door who can do things for you and that is another reason I think social media is is you know for as many cons as social media has it is good because social media is kind of like a big advertisement for yourself where you can be seen or better yet you can build yourself an audience so that when you come to the table they're like oh actually like they've already got a following which for acting I'm not sure how applicable it is but certainly for other things like music and stuff I think you can do really well on social media but definitely for acting I think it's just it's really difficult to find those opportunities which was what I was finding when I was really trying to do it full-time was like it was so hard to find those gigs and like even get the audition even get into the room that was the Mm -hmm. tough part and then like to get an agent you have to have already had work and then to get work you need an agent it's like a a double-edged sword It, it was so tough so I think that was always kind of tricky and then I think the other thing was also not all the time but sometimes just the like pettiness and nastiness of other people mm-hmm. like backstage it's which, a competition yeah yeah and it's like you know the only person you should be competing with is yourself like I don't yeah. worry about other people mm-hmm. because what you know what other people this is why I always say to people like what other people do no matter how hard they try it just doesn't matter to you you're on your own journey on your own path you need to work on yourself and the more energy you put into yourself the better you're going to do so you can't worry about other people because you will always get that where it you know it could be at school it could be at work it could be you know wherever you're always going to get that kind of 
nastiness and pettiness and mm-hmm. you have to just ignore it or rise above it you know and, and just mm-hmm. get on with yourself and I mean in a weird way it kind of prepares you for wrestling a little bit because mm-hmm. wrestling again anything in entertainment or you know any work but especially entertainment I think it really flares up and it's that kind of it, it all comes down to that like competitiveness but I just think it's such a a misguided thing to be competitive about because really like the only person you're competing with is yourself Mm -hmm. like other people don't matter because they can't go in the gym for you they can't practice your promos for you they can't do your gear for you you have to do it yourself it's all about you so I think that was the other kind of I mean, I, I went to an all-girls school, so I was like, this is like, can't, like oh. you know, this, is a, this is a piece of cake for me. Like, don't worry. Yeah. Like, I've dabbled with the best of them. Like, don't worry about it. But yeah, <laughs> I think for wrestling, it, it massively just prepared me for like what a punch in the face that would be. So yeah, I think that was a little bit of a tricky thing, but I was just very prepared for it. And then obviously going into wrestling, I was very much like, I've been through it all. Like, you can try, mm-hmm. but <laughs> it doesn't affect she, me, honestly. She's ready, guys. Yeah, you were camera ready pretty much <laughs> definitely now at the beginning of the year too you adapted to a new nickname so what exactly prompted you to deem yourself as the glamour so the glamour was actually something I wanted to do pretty much kind of before I started wrestling mm-hmm. but the way I had it in my mind it was very much a heel character it was very much you know I'm a mo- mm-hmm. well I don't want to give too many things away because it's something I would like to visit in the future so yeah. I don't want to give too many oh, things God, away but it's very you. much a bad girl character and then you know as I was working last year towards the end of the year I was definitely like you know what like why does it have to be heel and I think it's actually something my my boyfriend said to me he was like well you're just perceiving these things as bad but could you make things good because the glamour Mm -hmm. is you you are glamorous you you love divas you grew up in the diva era like it doesn't take away from how hard you work and so I really worked on it and I'm actually I have a promo filmed but I don't want to put it out yet because I think it would just be a bit wasted until wrestling's back up yeah but it's all about the fact that I was so judged for being a model no one Mm -hmm. cared that I was a childhood wrestling fan no one cared that I went to training three times a week I went in the gym every day whilst having a full-time job and I put all this work in because they just saw me as one thing and people always told me like suppress that side like don't be a diva don't wear sparkly gear don't don't be yourself don't shine and then for me it was very much like that really affected my confidence when I started Mm -hmm. wrestling because I felt like I wasn't able to be myself you know because wrestling you're larger than life and I think Seth Rollins said this he said you take your best or your worst traits and you you make them huge like so if you are a little bit of this you are a little bit of that you make it huge and you know I felt like I was completely suppressed and kind of a bit lifeless with it because I just didn't know who I was meant to be Mm -hmm. I felt really lost and I felt like I was just wondering whereas as time passed and I started to find my feet and my confidence in the ring I thought those little moments where I was being myself and I was being glamorous and and sassy and fun and out there the crowd responded they loved it they cheered for it they just they went wild for it so I thought okay I'm gonna embrace who I am like I'm not gonna apologize for who I am anymore because being a model and all these things that I've done in my life got me to here so I'm not gonna feel bad about them or ashamed about them because they're achievements and I should, I should feel good I should be proud of who I Embrace am so the glamour, them. yeah yeah and that is it the glamour is all about embracing who you are and being as sparkly and shiny as possible and being proud of it why should you be ashamed and why does that make you a bad person it doesn't so that's all about who the glamour is and I really like worked on it last year and then kind of around the start of this year really start to kind of put it out there and and tease it and everyone loved it like they just yeah. loved it, so it works like, okay. for you for sure yeah that's what everyone said they were like you know I liked you before but now you've got this name like I just think yeah like I love it and I'm like (laughs) yay 
<laughs> they love it <laughs> but yeah that's kind of how it came it's always kind of been on the back burner mm-hmm. and I think with wrestling sometimes you just you have to try it you have to put mm-hmm. it out there and I think I was kind of waiting and like I think it just took other people like what are you waiting for like just do it like stop you know be you and be who you want to be and try it and if it doesn't work okay keep growing keep changing go on to the next thing but it was picked up well and now for me it's just about how can I continue to evolve who the glamour is and change that and and keep it growing and keep it moving now on the topic of glamour who are some of your fashion influences because you're very fashionable and I can definitely (laughs) see that so uh give me some tea who do you look up to okay oh um so my fashion so Ariana Grande for sure yeah, like I love her. I love the way I love all of her outfits she tours in. I love her red carpet style. I love her everyday style. Like she dresses, like I always kind of dress that way. But the way she, I mean, she, I mean, she's got money, so she gets like nice clothes. <laughs> but she, like, she just, you know, like how famous people are, like more ambitious, and they just try. Yes. And like that really inspired me to just be like, because I do remember a stage when I was younger where like I would want to wear something and think, oh, like what people like think this and think that. And now I'm literally like, screw it. Like I'm going to do this. I'm going to cut this up. I'm going to do this, roll this up, whatever. So it was really a lot of her style and then just her ambitiousness with just the way she would just step out the box really helped me be a little bit more creative with the way that I dress. Um, And I always, and this is a little bit different, but I always look back, especially now because it's in style, but I've always liked the way that, you know, like people dressed in the 90s with like the fluffy tops or like all the like pink plaid Mm -hmm. skirts, things Mm -hmm. like that, like very Clueless vibes. I actually have some Polaroids based on Clueless, but like that's definitely, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's definitely my kind of style. I think it's really good because it perfectly fits my character, the Glamour 2, which is good because, you know, that's who I am and it fits my wrestling character. So it's like a a bit of like a two birds one stone situation where I've like hit them both but you know the way that I like to dress in real life really suits my wrestling and um yeah definitely people like Ariana Grande uh it's very like pop princess my style Mm -hmm. I think so a lot of it comes from pop stars and what they wear and then just very much like 90s movies like Mean Girls and Clueless that's kind of definitely my vibe. Now I know too you're entrance song is or was ariana grande so do you plan to continue that once wrestling returns or do you plan on changing it now that you're kind of the glamour so i'm definitely gonna keep it i do have another song that i really like but i don't want to change my song yet i think maybe if i if i ever turn bad i would use the song Mm -hmm. but um the reason why i like the ariana grande song so much is because it's so different like that's Mm -hmm. the reaction i always get shows people like oh, like, I've never heard anyone use a song like that. And I'm like, exactly, like, that's why I do it. Like, you know, I mean, first of all, if I came out to rock music, I think everyone would be a bit like, you know, you hear this heavy heavy metal <laughs> mm-hmm. song and then you step yeah. through the curtain and there's me, like, all sparkly pink, like, hey! <laughs> um, so, you know, there's that for a start. Like, because I think the first, my first of a theme song was um I can't remember what it was called but it was kind of like a punky pop which I do like that kind of music but someone else picked it for me because I really like like I said I was lost like I didn't know who I was meant to be or what and I did like the song but it just wasn't me like it didn't match up or make any sense like what I was wearing and my attitude and charisma did not match the song at all so the reason I picked Aaron Grande was one because I like it and you know you should be you and two because it is so different and it is so unique like I don't know anyone else who really comes out to like a pop 
a pop star like a, a woman I don't know anyone mm-hmm. who does and also the start of the song is so epic like yeah, the way the vocals are it's, mm-hmm. it gives you that like people wait for you to come out you know they're waiting for that big entrance it's kind of like you know like Beth Phoenix's that kind of really like ethereal yeah. kind of sound mm-hmm. so that's the reason I like it it's like the epic entrance and then the fact that it's just really different so I do plan on continuing to use that but there is another song that I kind of really like but I'm gonna wait I'm gonna wait it's not the time right now mm-hmm. yeah like if you ever go heal or like event yeah save it for a special occasion for sure if you feel yourself starting to turn heel I'd love to see that yeah or like if I had a storyline that meant mm-hmm. my character changed massively mm-hmm. or you know because there were other songs I like and I was like oh if I was this character I'd have this song and it's like I always make a note of it mm-hmm. um and like because it seems really far off but you just never know what might happen wrestling is crazy stories yeah. can go anywhere <laughs> so it's always good to be prepared you know um so you know they say fail to prepare prepare to fail so I just come up with tons of and it's also fun like I think especially when you're a wrestling fan and when you're a kid you obviously imagined yourself as a, as a WWE superstar yeah didn't you? for sure you had all your entrances <laughs> yeah and I, I did <laughs> and I still kind of you kind of get that a bit as a wrestler I think especially when you you are a fan and you do come up with all these different characters and I always write them down because I just think you never know you never mm-hmm. know what you might be asked to do you might be booked somewhere and they might be like oh no like we don't need we need you be this kind of character and then you're like mm-hmm. okay well I've got one you know you've always got to be prepared and it's also fun and, and you never know what you might come up with and it might actually help your current character mm-hmm. so I definitely play around and try different things but I don't think I'll be coming out to heavy metal anytime soon okay. <laughs> but we'll darn <laughs> never say never <laughs> just kidding now is there a certain match stipulation that you want to tackle that you haven't yet well I haven't really done anything too different like I think I've pretty mm-hmm. much only ever had normal matches like I don't think I've ever tried anything different so I would like to do like say for example no DQ and things like that but I want to do it where the storyline demands it I don't just want to randomly have like Mm -hmm. a death match for the sake of oh gosh yeah yeah yeah, I'm having a death match which like (laughs) because it's not my style like you get wrestlers who it's very it's almost their character and it makes Mm -hmm. complete sense for them to have these you know a death match anywhere anytime any promotion like in the UK you know there's there's a ton of wrestlers like Charlie Evans Paul Robinson you know mm-hmm. they do death matches that's their character and, and it makes sense that's them whereas for me I think currently at least where I'm at in, in my story it doesn't make sense right now whereas like if I had a storyline with someone and it evolved and it got to the point where the feud was so intense that we had a no DQ or something like that I would really like to do that um so it's definitely something I would like to do in the future um and then like very far off in my dreams something I would love to do is like a Royal Rumble uh just because that was always my favorite mm -hmm. growing up Royal Rumble and Elimination Chamber oh my god yes (laughs) they were my favorite so I would love to do that uh one day in the future but for the moment I think yeah I would like to be in I mean almost like Mickey like I want to be in a long-term storyline at a promotion it's harder when you're an independent wrestler because you know only you know there's a limited number of promotions in the UK that have kind of Mm. a core audience and on-demand service where they can do storytelling like some shows it's literally a family show you go out you tell a you know you tell a simple story (laughs) that fits that day it's you know Mm -hmm. you've just got to entertain the crowd there and then they don't care for this six-month storyline because they probably weren't there at the last show so yeah I think definitely one of my goals is certainly for next year is to kind of get into these bigger promotions that have the video service and they they have their core audience and you can kind of do lengthy storylines that span Mm -hmm. over a few months so that would definitely be my goal and then to maybe have like a stipulation match to kind of close it off or something would be awesome but Mm. we'll, we'll see how we go 
Now, is there a certain opponent who you think has either pushed or challenged you the most inside the ring? Ooh, I think it would be Monica. Um, mm-hmm. she she's incredible. She's so underrated. Um, you know, and I had seen her stuff, but she's not on many of the big promotions. She's wrestling all the time. She wrestles everywhere. Mm-hmm. She's from Italy. She's wrestled all over the UK in a ton of different countries. But she's not on kind of the bigger shows where you know people get hyped up and they get that kind of spot, which I found crazy because I worked her. I think literally six nights in a row. Um, at All Star, we did the wow. tour, and so we did tag ma- mixed tags, which are just mm-hmm. so funny. They're such like a fun way <laughs> to do wrestling, and it, yeah. it really makes you tell a story. Which that pushed me because you know mixed tag is something different. Tag team matches are something different for me. Uh, I've only had a couple up till then. I'm not in a tag team, and mm-hmm. you know that that whole thing of like almost like co- it's comedy wrestling, but like. Mm-hmm it's not all comedy wrestling it's just moments like little spots that are funny um but like telling a story that definitely pushed me and then we actually got to have a singles match at the end at Fairfield Halls which is like a really iconic venue in the UK Mm -hmm. for wrestling Mm -hmm. and we got to have a singles match and it's one of my favorite matches I actually have a playlist on my YouTube I think I've got like three matches in there that are my favorites and that's definitely one of my favorites because I think it was one of my best matches and I just think I've never had that kind of chemistry like that it was we had so much chemistry together mm-hmm. our timing I just we just flowed like I would work her every day of the week like I I just I would love to wrestle her again because she made me grow so much as a performer and just really it was good that we had the whole week and then we had that singles match and you know it was a big deal to get that singles match and I didn't want to let anyone down and obviously I'm still quite new like I've only had I think about 40 matches so I didn't want to let anyone mm-hmm. down and it was a big deal proper venue and you know it really pushed me and and we told this great story and the crowd loved it and um it's definitely one of my favorite matches because it really just taught me about the in-between moments you know it's not move 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 it's Mm -hmm. the story and it's that bit in between that makes the crowd care and wants to you know get involved and cheer and boo and they were so into it like the kids were just literally getting off their seats like going (laughs) insane screaming like even I went up for my finish uh, so I did my MMK, which is my finish, and it wasn't yes. enough. So I went up to the top rope for my crossbody, and the kids were like, "Quick, quick, quick! Though before she gets up, before she gets up, she's gonna get up." <laughs> oh, you know, and it's that awesome. Whole, like, mm-hmm. And I, you know, it made me so emotional inside because I remember when I was younger and I loved Jeff Hardy, and then whenever yes. Jeff got up to do Swanton Bomb, I was like, "No, no, no! He's gonna get up quickly!" Like <laughs> that pattern of like, yeah, yeah. So that definitely Monica, definitely. Funny. Now, too, you recently created a new page dedicated to interior design ideas and lifestyle inspiration. And I'm sure you've I'm sure this quarantine kind of lent a hand into some interior design inspiration for you. So what are some projects or decorations you've done in your home? Oh, so I I'm very organized. Like I have a real thing for finding like messy rooms. Like I always help out all my friends. And like my siblings, when they remember, I'm like, I will help you organize it because I love organizing things. I like finding smart ways to make things really neat and like storage. So my interior design page was kind of just based off the fact that on my YouTube, I was starting to touch on these things. And when I was doing my live streams, people were like, oh, my God, like you're uh, you can see like my decor on the background. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, who did it? And I'm like, oh, I, I put it all together. And they're like, oh, you should do more stuff. You should do more stuff. And, you know, my Mariah May page you know I am a wrestler first and foremost but it does cover me more as a brand and there are Mm -hmm. more sides to me than just wrestling but I felt like posting interior stuff might be a little bit too 
off to the side so I thought okay why don't I make a page dedicated to it mm-hmm. and um yeah it's definitely I mean it got a little bit sidetracked because I got so busy but <laughs> it's definitely just going to be mm-hmm. first of all about my current design and how I evolved it and then secondly about my storage ideas because I think I mean I think that's my thing is just finding ways to organize stuff Mm -hmm. I'm really really good at it like even all my wrestling gear the way I organize it all and stuff like that um so yeah you can expect to see a lot of tips on just how to one make the most out of your space and two how to just bring things to life and add your own personal touch on it yeah, there's definitely a big niche for that on YouTube, too. I know I love, at least I love watching, like, makeup storage because God yes. knows my desk is a mess. So I would totally, like, love to watch stuff like that from you, too. So Yeah, def- I mean, because that's the thing as well. I always find, too, because uh, I have my whole makeup vanity and, mm-hmm. like, you, you start off neat and then mm-hmm. it just becomes a drawer full of stuff. So I think yep. it would be cool to do, like, a little Instagram TV of, like, me maybe speed run like cleaning it so I'll totally put it on fast forward mm-hmm. something like that or definitely for YouTube that's kind of my next because mm-hmm. I have I mean I have a ton of videos I've edited that I just need to schedule in because mm-hmm. um, I've been making so much content but definitely I've, I've made like a list of my ideas and I've got a whole block dedicated to a ton of different things to do with organizing my makeup my room room tours makeup money tours things like that that I'm wanting to get my teeth into so you can definitely expect to see that coming up soon and then I'm also going to cross it onto the Instagram as well just to get it on a different mm-hmm. platform and and like I said you know I'm very much not just a wrestler I'm a brand as well but I kind of felt like I don't know if it would be too off key if like one video I'm doing a crossbody and then the next post on my page <laughs> is like me like cleaning with the dust but like hey so I thought okay well what's the harm you can have as many Instagram pages as you want right yeah. so I'm, just gonna, I'm gonna make Mariah May lifestyle <laughs> yeah you're definitely full of range there's nothing wrong with that now you talk about too about creating multiple pages. You also created a Body by Mariah May page, and yeah. you actually hinted that you're going to be coming out with your own fitness line. So yeah. can you give us more, a little more insight into that? Don't reveal everything, but can you give us a little, <laughs> uh, little sneak little peek key. into that? Yeah. So Body by Mariah May. Uh, I've talked about fitness a lot on my page, and I think I've always kind of felt a little bit afraid to kind of film it and put it out there because. Mm-hmm you know I'm not a personal trainer I'm not like an actual legit bodybuilder so I kind of think it's almost like you feel a bit closed off from it or you're gonna get judged but then I realized like Body by Mariah May is about my journey it's about me like Mm -hmm. I've been in the gym since I was 16 I've gone through eating disorders I've gone through bodybuilding I'm trying Mm -hmm. to be a wrestler trying to bulk put on size all the struggles I've faced and everything I've I've trialed and erred it didn't work things I've been successful at things have helped me that I you know because the things I do now I didn't used to do they're so helpful so Body by Mariah May is all about my journey things I do that help me in the hopes that one, it feels a little bit more accessible to other girls, other wrestlers that are starting mm-hmm. out. Like, because sometimes it's super intimidating when you see like this jacked guy that's like yeah. bodybuilding, like topless mm-hmm. in LA, and you're like, this is great. But like, <laughs> I'm like, you know, at the time saying, I'm 18, I want to be a wrestler. How do I start to put on muscle? So for me, it's very much about my journey and the hopes that, and that is what my YouTube is about and my whole you know, my wrestling journey was all about, was about trying to help predominantly other girls, but it's not just limited to girls, but mainly just like people like me who want to do it and you want to find that person that's like you. And I hope that's what Mm -hmm. I can do. And Body by Mariah May is very much just a more accessible way 
to get into shape nutrition tips fitness tips I'm going to be putting workout videos on there recipes on there because I actually have a cooking qualification I actually did a two-year course so I I do know my stuff so girl you are full of range like (laughs) teach me (laughs) I keep it exciting yeah but yeah so I actually you know there's gonna be a ton of different content like that coming Mm. very soon and then there is something in the works to do with my own fitness line but there is so much behind it so it's very yeah. much still work in progress but I thought mm-hmm. I'd give you guys a little teaser a little something something but it's very much about inclusivity and being kind to the environment because it's absolutely insane the research I've done about the effects some of this clothing has on the environment so it's very much something I want to get right and that's why it's going to mm-hmm. be in the works for a little bit but you know I, I can tease it a little bit okay. <laughs> I can put it out there a little bit now, speaking of fitness, what are some of your songs that get you the most amped during a workout? So this is very out of the box for me. I actually listen to uh, like metal music because okay. I listen to on Spotify, which this is why I love Spotify. Like you don't have to make your own playlist. There are playlists yeah. on there for you. So <laughs> I always true. listen to a real mix. It depends what I'm doing. Normally I listen to um, WB pay-per-view themes and <laughs> So obviously, like, it will be from, like, 1998 to, like, now. So mm-hmm. it's all the things that I grew up with, which gets you hyped. Because especially as a wrestler, I'm like, yes, this will be me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also, it's like, the songs, like, they've got such a good bass on them. And, you know, like, when you're just working out and lifting weights, that's, that is what you want to hear. So I listen to a lot of that. If I'm in the gym on my own, that's always the thing that I'll listen to, just because I've always worked out. So that it's always worked for me. That's my vibe. And I do think, as well, if people are struggling in the gym, sometimes a good playlist does really help you um because it makes it different and exciting when i work out with dan we listen to a lot of rap uh, it's basically dan's playlist but i mm-hmm. really enjoy it as well a lot of rap um a little bit of of my stuff creeps in and then sometimes if i'm just going to go and do like a little bit of cardio or on my rest days if i just go into stretch i just listen to like pop like beyonce or Nicki minaj things like that that are just a little bit more little bit more like casual a bit lighter mm-hmm. um just because I'm only stretching that day and I'm just doing some recovery stuff but if I'm if I'm lifting weights it's, it's normally like heavy metal it's like the WWE pay-per-views <laughs> or rap because of Dan so yeah that's what I work out to hmm. now lastly this year in wrestling in particular has been tough to say the least but for you what are some positive takeaways not only for being a wrestler but being part of the wrestling community in general I think it's brought people together a lot more. Um, I think especially as well in recent months, the fans have been able to see a lot more of how wrestling works and what they can do to to help make wrestling a safer space. I think, you know, whilst the lockdown's been really, really tough, it's been so difficult for wrestlers, for promoters, for lighting people, for everyone who works in wrestling. Mm -hmm. There's such a range of people. It's not just it's not just wrestlers and stuff like that and you know I'm not just talking about the financial side I think just the do not being able to do what you love has been so difficult and kind of feeling like oh I well my career is stopping I can't progress I can't progress I think one it's been incredible to find ways to keep growing without wrestling and being pushed outside of your comfort zone and doing promos or, or, or doing more stuff for your wrestling or your brand I think people have learned a lot about just branding and and growing yourself as a business because you are a business you know you, mm-hmm. you think, oh, I'm a wrestler I'm doing my childhood dream which is true but you are also a business so I think it's been good in that regard but I do think another good thing that kind of inadvertently has come out of this time off is just wrestling how it's been going on for for years and it shouldn't be that way has really come to light and I think fans are now aware of that and a lot of people are making changes to 
to make it a better place, a better industry for the next people that come into it, which has been incredible and probably wouldn't have happened if, um, you know, it was just business as usual and we didn't get this time away. And um, I think that's something really good. It's just the way that the fans now are so connected and, you know, they know what's happening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think that's something really cool that wouldn't have happened before because I think with fans like and even like you know when I first started training you know nothing you know nothing about wrestling Mm -hmm. independent wrestling is independent so you know there's no governing body there's nothing to Mm -hmm. you know really show you what's right and wrong and 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 how things should be whether it be you know wages or traveling or whatever like there's no way to start and I think there's been a massive uphaul of that in lockdown and, and things have been, you know, people are setting out policies and so many promotions are setting out like safeguarding things, which is just the best news ever. And I'm glad that the fans are, are aware and they, ha- you know, they have a mm-hmm. right to be aware of things. And I think the fans are now aware and like wrestling, we, we are all aware of each other now. And I think we've all connected a lot more through our experiences. And I think that wouldn't have happened without lockdown. So in a, a weird way, it's almost, almost the right thing that happened um and we've all connected so much and then hopefully wrestling will be a better more open space moving forward yeah for sure because i know i didn't know half the stuff that was coming out during quarantine like all the backstage like not politics but you know like the wages like all of this backstage Mm, information that like we wouldn't have known that like i wouldn't have known like as fans and like just realizing how not intense but like how much actually goes on backstage that like we don't know about and that we are more aware of now that wrestlers are humans too like you said like this is your job like there's so much more involved into just besides just going out there there's a lot more that goes into it like production like you said wages um like practicing and all that travel so i can't even well i can more imagine now um what goes on but yeah we wouldn't have known like i hope it made people realize that wrestlers are humans too it's just like their job and like they have certain things that you won't know about from an outside perspective so this time definitely broadened my eyes like opened my eyes to that so definitely agree definitely because this is the thing it's like i do agree like you shouldn't pull back the curtain too much because then you kind of ruin it but yeah really pulling back the curtain this is like workers rights yeah you know wrestling is nothing without fans if we've learned anything from lockdown is like you can't have a show really without fans WWE mm-hmm. is completely different because it's a tv show yeah but like you know for independent wrestling really it is nothing without fans you have to respect fans that the show doesn't happen without them and they have a right to know these things because you know i i couldn't in good faith sit there in, a, in a, an audience and think this person's not getting paid or this person's uncomfortable or this is happening and i think it was really important you know, there's been so many things over lockdown. and you, It's crazy to think because it feels like we've been in lockdown forever. But if you think from the start mm-hmm. of lockdown, so much different stuff has come out. And even stuff like, you know, uh, WWE have implemented like a no touching policy on their meet yes. and greets. And you see these pictures with these women. And you're like, why do people do this? Ugh. Where is the respect for yeah. these women? And I'm so glad that these conversations have been had. They're very difficult conversations to have, uh, whether you're experiencing yourself or you've seen it happen or this is the first time you're learning about it about so much different stuff and ultimately it's going to create positive change and most importantly awareness and the fans aren't in the dark anymore which is really really important and I think from everything from wages to policies to everything I think moving forward wrestling is definitely going to become more regulated which is all you can hope for because whilst you know it's not a hobby it's a job because money's being exchanged so I think it needs to be treated like one Mm -hmm. and I think I would love 
you know the next thing I would like to happen is for trainee wrestlers a little bit of guidance like this is how much you should be paid your expenses should be covered Mm -hmm. the company should have safeguarding I would like there to be like a set out kind of guide because that you know and it kind of goes back to my whole wrestling diaries the reason I did it is to kind of make girls want to wrestle more because they Mm -hmm. can kind of see a girl just like them becoming a wrestler this is how it happens this is what to expect but obviously mine only really just covers like learning to wrestle it doesn't really cover the business side of things and I think it would be really cool to have Mm. you know almost like a guide or or something because you know if you want to become an actor like there are a list of like things and you can find so much information online Mm -hmm. and like a musician again so much information online whereas wrestling it's just kind of dark like you don't know what is right and wrong Mm -hmm. yeah and it's kind of like the blind leading the blind because no one really knows it's no one's fault no one knows Mm -hmm. like you know obviously you have advantageous people who exploit it take advantage yeah yeah but I mean apart from that really from from the people I know it's like oh I I don't know like no one knows what to do or how to start or or where to go so I think it would be really cool to now we have all this awareness about wages and different things like that to kind of have policies in place or at least a guideline for people just to know Mm -hmm. where to start just to look after themselves so they don't you know feel away or and you know to look after promoters likewise and to look after everyone just so we've all got something to follow because in any other workplace you have policies and you have exactly. guidelines and mm-hmm. if you don't if you have a question you can google it whereas in wrestling you just have to ask someone and really hope mm-hmm. that they're a good person and they'll tell you the right answer yeah. but a lot of the time they might not know so um you know lockdown's been amazing i think for for making positive change and awareness and i think i would just like to see that grow and and hopefully just so that new people coming in can wrestle and have a nice environment and and know because even me now Mm -hmm. like if people ask me I don't 100% know what to tell them like how much should I charge and I'm like I literally don't know like it's it's so hard Mm -hmm. to to figure it out so I think it would be cool to have some sort of guideline that would be awesome if that was next and I think that's starting to happen like when you look at companies like Progress they released a very Mm -hmm. robust policy um, yes. and a ton of different stuff for fans as well just to know and 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 I think that's really important just that transparency just this is what's happening and then wrestlers coming in know what's right and wrong and they know who to speak to and and for me as well like I've got people I can speak to now um, and I think that's really important in every respect for from all the different things people have been through I think just transparency and policies are, are going to be key to moving our industry forward. Absolutely, too. And as a fan perspective, all I want is for you guys to be safe. Yeah, of course, fans like want a great performance, but like you can't have that if the wrestlers aren't being paid properly. They're, you guys aren't being sure you guys are safe and you guys have benefits and all that. I feel like to me, that's more important that you guys are working safe in like a safe and healthy environment and happy environment. Like that's all I want for you guys. And so I think we are starting to make that step. So I guess yeah. there has been one good thing that come out of all of this yeah so yeah. definitely agree that's all I want for you guys truly Aww. see that's so lo- and do you know what though like that is one thing I found online and I've had so many messages from from fans and people who are like are wrestling fans but might not have heard of me and like mm-hmm. I think and I've, I know I've spoken to a lot of my different friends and they were like yeah I've had loads of messages too and like they're all like I'm really sorry like uh, you know because there was like a whole conversation about wrestling wages yeah and there was a whole conversation about meet and greets and like mm-hmm. I remember if I had people be like oh I'm really sorry like nothing was put in place and I was like don't be sorry because like we didn't know like we were like we didn't know what was right and wrong and you know mm-hmm. it, it's it's really you know it's nothing for the fans to feel bad about it's not their fault I mean apart from the ones that are like mm-hmm. grabbing you <laughs> yeah but um you know it's something for them to feel bad about but it's been such a lovely reception 
that fans just want wrestling to be better for us. So I think, you know, they don't have to feel that way. They could just be like, well, they just watch the product. They don't have to care about our experiences and our rights, but they do. And that's just so refreshing to feel like respected and, and mm-hmm. cared for, which is really nice. So I, I do love that lockdown has kind of, you know, made the fans aware and also they've pushed to make change and change is happening, which I think is fantastic. Absolutely. Alrighty. Now, before I let you go, can you please tell the listeners where they can find you on all your social medias? <laughs> okay, get ready for it. <laughs> uh, so my username is Mariah May X on everything. I'm on Twitch most nights. I'm on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo, if you want a personalized video message from me. My merch is mariahmay.bigcartel.com. I actually have some really cute Polaroids I just released. And then you can get my t-shirts from prowrestlingtees.com slash mariahmay. Alrighty. Well, thank you so much for joining me again, Mariah. It's been such a fun and like stimulating I conversation. I loved it. I love it. talking thank to you. you. You're like, when you're like, yeah, let's do a podcast. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Yeah, I'm definitely honored to be one of your first in a while. So thank you so much again. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.